0: Welcome to The Holistic Entrepreneur with Holistic Nurse Practitioner, Success Coach, and Best-Selling Author, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies to achieve success on your holistic entrepreneur journey. Each show features answers to common entrepreneur challenges, along with a healthy dose of support and motivation. Now, please welcome the host of The Holistic Entrepreneur, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome everyone. This is your host, Bonnie Gressel, here at The Holistic Entrepreneur. Now, today I have a fabulous guest to share with you. Grace Leon is here, and she's an author of a new book called Finding Grace. And we're going to talk with Grace in just a moment. But first, I always want to take a moment to thank all of you for spending your time here with me on the show. I am so honored that you do that. You know, I think being a holistic entrepreneur is really more about who you are than what you do. You come from that heart-centered place. You want to make a difference in the world. And perhaps that's why you've decided to join us today. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've tuned in before, welcome back. I hope that you find this will be another great show with insights to help you on your entrepreneur journey. Now, at the beginning of this year, I started doing a single card angel reading before each um, show and so I'd like to share that with you today and the card that comes to us today is guardian angel and the message that I get to pass on to you um, from this card is, as I feel the energy of the card is that a reminder that we're never alone there's always someone there with you to walk with you so that's the message to take with you for this week Now, the information presented at The Holistic Entrepreneur is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I always want you to just take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. This show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. So I always want to remind all of us of that little caveat. Now, let me introduce our guest for today. Grace Leon is a author, speaker, success coach, and social media influencer. She lost her late husband in January of 2017. He had been her source of care, happiness, love, and confidence. After she lost him, she slowly realized that she needed to find all of these qualities within herself. This was the beginning of her trajectory from widow to empowered human being. She began to transform her life from surviving to thriving. You can follow her and along her entire journey in her book, Finding Grace. Now, as a success coach, she has dedicated herself to helping others live their best life and get unstuck. She developed a system called Activate Your Inner Power, and this uses energy healing to clean up the root of the problems that, you, that people have by removing trapped emotions and limiting beliefs, and then applying success principles to take them from where they are to where they want to be. Join me now in welcoming Grace Leon to the show. Well, welcome, Grace. Thank you so much for taking your time. I know you're a busy person, so thank you for being with us here on The Holistic Entrepreneur.
1: Of course, thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, I read a little bit about people in their bio, obviously but there's always more to this story, right? Would you yes. share with us a little bit more about your journey and what brings you to the work you do today and, and the book that you've published?
1: Okay, so that will be a long story, but I, I will try my best to make it short. Okay. Um, I was born raised in China. Uh, this is the 13 years I live in the U.S. I came here to marry my lay husband. We met in Shanghai, and then about three years ago, he passed away. Um, I was just a very ordinary person like everybody, Um, you know, try to make a living, don't really know much about life, feel like sometimes lucky, sometimes not lucky. And then after he passed away, I was very hungry. At that time, I was a teacher, and also I was doing uh, my lifestyle blog, because that was feel like my last dream, I want to reach, feel like reachable. And after he passed away, my whole world just shattered. Um, Took me a long time to figure out why this happened to me. And also, I finally realized uh, a life tragedy can also be a opportunity. Through this grieving process, I rediscovered who I am. I understand my life purpose, why I have this lifetime on earth. And I start, the whole journey of soul searching, of funding myself. So that's the long story short. And now I come up um, with this book, new book called Funding Grace, which is my own journey, how I overcome um, from losing my late husband. And this book, my reader says, very easy to read because this is my second language. I always use very simple words. And it's like, hard to put down because they're short, and they're just my raw, real emotion there. They said, um, they said your book made me cry and laugh and cry and laugh. But at the end, they come out with delight and hope for life. So that's the whole message I want to send to the world. Um, life can be really good. We have to just believe in it and work on it. So mm. that's it.
0: You know, and I can, I agree with that person who gave you that feedback on your book because I've read your book and yes, it, it's, it's ups and downs and, and all over, but you leave feeling good and hopeful and looking forward to the future. So I would say, you know how people say that they survive something. Well, mm-hmm. I think people survive, you know, tragic events, but some people survive and then go on to thrive. And mm-hmm. that's what I think I see in, in you and your story.
1: Yes. You know, something I talked about yesterday with a friend, I said something I realized is uh, a lot of times you either willing to destroy your old life. For example, you outgrow from a relationship or a certain job or career, or you unwillingly you have to destroy your life because something happened to you like me, my late husband passed away. A lot of people said grief has two parts. The first is loss. The second is rebuilding life. And I kind of like, I sort of disagree the second part. I would rather to not rebuilding just to build a new life. Imagine this, like our life before was a glass, you know, um, a a glass cup. We hold all the water is our life there. Mm -hmm. And then something happened, the whole glass is shattered. Most people trying to do is they glue all the little pieces together, find the old life back again. Of course, they cannot find exactly whole, the same old life back because, for example, my late husband was not there anymore. So you will be never the same. So I would rather to melt all the little pieces. It will be painful, super painful, but I have the opportunity to build from this pile of melted glass to whatever I want to do to create a brand new life. Even after the tragedy, I will have my dream life as well. So that's the part I like.
0: Mm, Oh, I so agree with that grace because you know, Whatever happens in your life, it could be something, you know, joyful or very sad, but it changes you, and life is never the same. So, I always tell people you need to develop your new normal. It's never going to be like it was.
1: Yes. Uh, the one thing I, I often say is that uh, there's a one rule in this world never change is the world is constantly changing.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, and, and and there's a saying that I like, which I've used myself because I've had personal experiences to be able to relate this to. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, yes.
0: So you know, in in terms of of your story and, and what you have wrote the book about is your husband's passing and and the difficulties before, during, and after that. How did his illness and then his death? change you what I mean what there's lessons in everything right what did you learn from that experience and I know there's probably many many things that you learned but what's the biggest takeaway that you have from it
1: I think the biggest takeaway is um instead of being angry about life I appreciate life so much Mm -hmm. Um, in my book I did talk about I almost drunk my own pool. And I came out, that was truly my awakening moment. Mm. A lot of time I feel like I was very stubborn. I mean, life probably gave me warning like many, many times, but I just did not listen. And until I almost died, I finally realized, oh, actually I'm very lucky. Life is still very generous to me because I still have this lifetime to make my dream come true. I feel very grateful because... My dad passed away. My late husband passed away. Many, many of my direct relatives passed away, but I am still alive. And that it is something you need to celebrate. And I also realized, what is real happiness? Because everybody say, I just want to be happy. But what's happiness? I realized happiness is really just finding the small blessings. Like the moment I poke my head out of the water, the first thing came, came to my head is, it is so great to be able to breathe again. So breathing freely, that's happiness. So the big, biggest takeaway is when we often feel unhappy about our life, that's because we step away from the core of what happiness truly is too far. We look from outside the world. We want, we want to make more money. We want more love we want more uh, success whatsoever but we forgot actually everything is right back in our heart just being simply alive appreciate and enjoy every moment because when you're still alive that's a hope
0: yeah oh i couldn't agree with you more because and i think you know when you go through something um you know like a loss of a loved one or a serious illness or an accident or whatever. Gratitude has a whole nother level, doesn't it? yes. yes. (laughs) It's like, because there are people, you know, who can't. There are people who can't breathe on their own. There are people who can't walk. Mm. There are people who can't, who aren't, who are no longer here to Mm. enjoy the things that we can enjoy in this world. You know, so that whole gratitude piece is huge. And I think if, if people only did that Mm and more. I think it would change everybody's life for the better because, and there's research, and I'm sure you're familiar with that too, that shows that that the practice of gratitude um, improves your life in other ways just by practicing gratitude.
1: Yeah, there was a research I read about gratitude is people often feel more grateful. They earn 7% more than people don't. And they also have a seven years longer life span uh, than other people. So that's, that's pretty good benefit from that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just, and it's something simple. You don't need any extra like equipment or money to do it or anything. It's just how you think and how you look at life. And um, you know, it's all about choice in my mind. And and I'd love to hear your take on it as you work with the clients that you do in your coaching and your workshops and things, you know, because to me, That choice is is the greatest gift of all. It's the best gift that we can give to ourselves. And so often, I think people forget that they can choose to feel better.
1: Yeah. A lot of times people live on a default life. Mm. They don't understand they have the power to create and to make a choice. Um, I think for me, something really changed my life is the day I start to really understand how to take 100% responsibility for my life. That is a part, a lot of times it's hard to swallow because kind of like, that wasn't my fault.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Sometimes when you really look deep into, yes, I contribute at some level of my current difficulty, you know, by either I did not do something or I... I should do something I didn't or I shouldn't do something, (laughs) you know. But again, is is that means we go back to regret? No, of course, but it means we take responsibility from now on. We learn from it and we say, yes, that's something I did not do right. I'm not going to let it happen again. That's the part a lot of times people have a problem. For example, they will say, oh, the economy is bad. That's why I can't find a job. But the truth is, still have a huge percentage of people having a job. And that's our own responsibility. If we couldn't find a job, why? Can we update our resume better? Can we update our skill set better? So there's many things we have to look into. But because the way we are raising up by the society or, or the family, like it's easy to just blame others. Like economy is not good. My boss is, uh, it's a jerk. The traffic made me late because that way we don't have to do the hard work. We don't have to take the responsibility because sometimes when we cry on point, people do say, oh, oh, don't worry. I'm going to help you out. So being an adult, I think that's very important is we have to, I say man up, mm-hmm. whatever, the, whatever the thing happened there, you want it, you go get it. If you can't get in now, you update yourself. I would to say, if you want a, a dream life, you know, there's a, something I do with the people I coach. We do a worksheet. I have three columns. and the right-hand column said uh, who I want, um, it's what life I want to have. So they write that. Everybody has different um, idea there. And the middle column write. So what should I do to reach my dream life? I have different way to talk about. And the left, the question is, who I need to be to have that dream life? So it's very important is whatever you want, you have to change yourself, become or match the dream life you want to have, not your weight to get your dream life and then you will change it. That will never happen. That's backwards.
0: Mm. You know, you've said so many uh, you had so many good points in that last little bit i just want to highlight a few of them one is um about dreaming your dream life right mm-hmm. do you find grace in the people that you work with that that people i find that people don't often dream big enough
1: no <laughs> they don't <laughs> you know something i learned is dream bake or crazy bake or dream small they're using exactly the same amount of energy. Exactly. (laughs) Dream (laughs) bake. Because I think it's very common is, even as a coach, sometimes I call myself doing the same thing too. Because we always go back to see the proof. Have we ever done something like this? And then from there, they predict, can I really reach that far? So I often tell people I coach, I say, think about the airplane. Before people uh, invented, there was no airplane. If they had to go back to say, hey, I need to see an airplane flying in the sky, so I will believe, yeah, that will be true, so I can make one, then we'll never have airplane, or smartphone, or computer, or electric, or all the cartoon movies, nothing will be there. Because we have that thing is we have to look for approval. And that really stop how creative we can be. So that part we have to work on.
0: Yeah. You know, anything is possible. I, I tell people that all the time. Anything is possible as long as you believe.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a hard part for people to believe. Sometimes I just run with them and say, you know, just think about you are your three-year-old child. You just believe incentive. Mm-hmm. Uh, You never seen Santa, but you just choose to believe it. And you haven't had that type of strong belief about your dream life. Mm,
0: So true. So true. Now, another thing that you mentioned was, um, you know, when bad things happen, you know, people say, oh, it's somebody else's fault or it's, you know, it's my boss's fault or whatever. And and say bad things do happen, and bad things do happen to good people. It happens all the time. But mm-hmm. I truly believe that there are no accidents. Everything, and this is just a Bonnieism, is meant to happen for a reason because there's a lesson in it.
1: Yes. So a lot of times we don't know why it happened. Mm-hmm. But usually after a while, like a months month, or years, when you look back, it, it's say, like, oh, that is That's why... Funny. <laughs> because I have to learn this quality in order to reach a certain goal. Mm. So that's what I'm saying to a lot of people, uh, especially when they talk about grief. So I tell people, it's like don't think about all your tears and broken hearts wasted. They're not. You are using it to, to detach yourself from your old life, to build a new life. And someday, when you look back, you say, "Oh, I have gained so much from that experience."
0: Mm.
1: The only sad part is some people refuse to learn. Then that is totally wasted.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, and that kind of leads me to my next thought. As as you were talking before, is about sort of limiting beliefs. I mean, we all have them from our childhood or whatever. But sometimes I think that that's what really holds people back from being able to you know, go forward in a, in a positive way.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many limiting beliefs. It's just like I've been working on myself for years. I still notice myself. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and it's, it's a fun feel like peeling the layer of onion off, like layer and layer off and see myself clearly. So here I want to tell people is what will happen after you have less limiting beliefs, is you don't fight with yourself that much anymore. You're not angry with yourself that much. You're not angry with the world. You see everything more clearly to the core, why this is happening. And you don't have that like, oh, I don't know what I want. I don't know what to do. You just know it. Because your, your intuition right there, before when you have so many limiting beliefs, your intuition cannot come to you. Now, after you remove it, they're just right there. You just have the brilliant idea just like right away. So that's the best part. I really love that result. Now, talk about the limiting beliefs. It doesn't matter male or female. doesn't matter what age. Guess what is the number one limiting belief? Almost everybody has it. Anything you can guess? <laughs> um,
0: I would, well, in, in my experience, and I don't know if this is where you're going, is that they're not worthy. They're not, they're not enough.
1: Yes, totally. I've been working with so many people. It doesn't matter what the surface look like. I always down to that roots. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that self-love piece gets to every time.
1: <laughs> totally, totally. And so many people still believe self-love is selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I feel like, you know, when you don't, that's because you don't really understand love. Um, love is giving, but doesn't mean only giving to others. Also means giving yourself. A lot of people just draw a very very clear line. They give everybody until they can't give, and they're grumpy.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And then, <laughs> all the thing they can give to other and the world is all the you know negative energies. So that's not love at all. Yeah, yeah, that
0: that's so true. I find that. With most of the people that I work with, and it doesn't matter if we're working on a business thing, a relationship thing, a health thing or whatever, because, you know, I think, and I use this analogy and it's kind of a, you know, stupid analogy because everybody talks about it. But when you're in the airplane and, you know, they give you the instructions on the oxygen mass and all that, they Mm -hmm. tell you. Put your own mask on first before you, you know, help somebody else because otherwise, and they don't say this part, but otherwise, you're not going to be there to help anybody anyway. You have to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. I, you know,
1: the, the thing I noticed a lot of people having trouble to love themselves. Actually, I, I, I identify them as a fig giver, or we say giver with a price tag on it. Mm. What they say is um, we have two types of people in the world, giver and taker. Uh, it's pretty obvious we can know what type they are because the words pretty clearly to, to see the meaning. And a lot of times giver need taker because they want to feel their self-worth by giving love. And those type of giver is not real giver because real giver should be just gave with not expectation of return at all, but they need it. They need a return. They need people to tell them they are such loving, caring people, and then they feel they are worthy. So that's the layer a lot of people struggling because in general, people's eyes, those are nice people. care about the community they help others but on the core they don't really love themselves Yeah. well that's it's
0: that. that it's that external versus internal locus of control that stephen covey talks about isn't it mm-hmm. they need the approval from other people to feel good about themselves
1: yes yes so that's that's why you know sometimes it's hard to really know why because that why are we so puzzled that person is so nice then why they can do this You know, a lot lot of times it's because the the layers there, when they don't really truly love themselves, at some point they're going to show, because when they have no love to give people, they're going to damage themselves and others. So the best way is to love themselves, you know, become a true giver.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I often do a little exercise with people and I have them list their priorities in life on a list, you know, five or 10 priorities. The number one being the most important. And mm-hmm. so after they've done their list, then I ask them to look at the list they just wrote and they say, and I ask them, okay, where are you on mm-hmm. the list? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Most of the time, they're not even on the list. <laughs> so that gives you an idea about their yes. worthiness factor, right?
1: Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that's just a to, totally backwards. People feel like you gave more. That means you're a nice person. You're lot. Yeah, a nice yeah. Yeah. We
0: so, true. That. so talk to us a little bit, Grace, about, cause I know there's other people out there struggling with the same issue. Tell us a little bit about rebuilding your life after the loss of your husband.
1: It's a very painful. <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter. You're a willingly to destroy your life or not willingly It's equally painful. Uh, it's a, uh, it's many, many tears and broken heart, you know, many many hours just like don't know what to do but eventually you have to pick yourself up you have to know you know somehow you want to continue to live so you ask yourself what kind of life i want i think that's the first step when you have a goal when you have a dream when you when your dream keep growing become bigger and then you start to feel like okay then how i can reach those dream because often people get beat up by life we say that way but actually life really didn't do that to us It's we did to ourselves because of the limiting beliefs there through the process i realized before my late husband was the source of love care and my confidence because every time when i was doubting myself uh, for a lot of people grew up like me like never get love from family the childhood damage it, it is a, a, a huge problem for other people because mm-hmm. we don't have that solid foundation we often doubt ourselves we need other people to tell tell us how good we are and that was what exactly happened to me and now that my biggest cheer, cheerleader is gone and i don't have it so what can i do I decided I'm going to do that to myself. And that was the moment opened the door about self-love. And I realized, oh my gosh, actually, I'm very capable. And I don't need anybody else to tell me. I don't need to have a soul, okay, so this proves, yes, I'm worthy. Uh, that thing, I made it happen, so prove I'm worthy. I am. And I did a lot of soul searching. I At the time, I did not have a Religion. At the time, I don't believe in God, you know, because a lot of death kind of um, pushed me to think about what really life is about um, in general. So I write a lot about God, spiritual world. And I realized actually everybody was born with built-in love. But somehow we just walk away from it. And now our whole life, our journey, or... Everybody's life purpose is walk back to the love we have and that's a self love. The self love is what connect to each individual's to the universal love. So that's where I am now.
0: Mm. You know, we've talked about so many awesome things today. And we could probably talk all morning about this, (laughs) but I know that life is busy and people's brains are probably full of stuff. If there was one thing that you really want our listeners to come away with from our conversation today, I mean, maybe it's something we've already talked about. Maybe it's something we haven't even gotten to yet. What do you think that that one really important thing would be that you really want to leave people with?
1: I want people to believe they had this personal superpower within them. They were born with. They just need to go inside to reconnect with it. And all the dream life, it's right there waiting for you to reach.
0: Mm, oh, I love that. I mean, that's, I don't mm-hmm. think people can hear that enough. Thank you so much, Grace. You
1: yeah. know, I know
0: that people are going to want more of you after <laughs> listening to our interview today. So tell us how we can get more of Grace Leon and the book and all the things that you
1: do now. Uh, you can find my book on Amazon or um, on Barnes & Noble. You also can reach me out on my website called activateyourinthepower.com. Uh you also can send me an email at the GraceL at CalinGrace.com. So I will be very happy to hear what you are um, thinking and then we can really all grow into the best version of ourselves.
0: Mm. Oh, thank you for that, and thank you for um, you know giving us an idea of how to connect with you and just so that the listeners know, I will put all those links on the show page below, so you don 't have to worry about like getting the spelling right or anything. Just click on the <laughs> link, and you should magically be there so but- I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, grace, to share with us and to you know talk about your experience and how it led you to what you do today, which is really helping people through a lot of that same kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my story and my knowledge. I am really, really grateful for this.
0: Well, thank you for joining me here at the Holistic Entrepreneur Show today. If you would like to learn how you can be a sought after guest on popular podcasts, how to produce your own show, or even how to use content marketing to grow your business, go to BonnieLinks.com and check out the offers that I have for you there. BonnieLinks.com, B O N N I E L I N K S.com, is also where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, The Holistic Entrepreneur Update. It comes straight to your email with an update from me and all of the links to the last month's shows, just in case you missed anything. Now, this newsletter also gives you access to the show's guest gift page, where you can access all the great gifts from my guests over the years. And don't forget to subscribe to The Holistic Entrepreneur on your favorite podcast directory so that you'll automatically receive the newest episode when it's released. The Holistic Entrepreneur is brought to you by M&B Global Solutions.